<laughs> yes, just like that. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. And it is, again, once again, an intimate show. It's an intimate candlelit show between me, Lorne, and yourselves at home. How are we doing, Mr. Lorne? Yeah, not too bad. This is the third time in about two weeks that I've been on a show, and it's just been me and the host. You twice, Brian once. So, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, uh, beginning, uh, I'm beginning uh, to take, take the hump where everybody else is not coming on. But never mind. Yeah. yeah. Is it something you've said? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to go back and check those videos from Dallas, make sure. You didn't say something, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are here, of course. It's the pre-game show for this weekend's game, which, of course, is on Christmas Eve. So this makes it a Christmas show. Um, I do actually have a banner here for that somewhere. Okay, we'll leave that for now. Yep. <laughs> We've already started. Um, yes, so for this weekend's uh, game, which is on Christmas Eve, we say kickoff 925 in the UK. It's against the Miami Dolphins. At Miami Dolphins, uh, it was at Miami, it was Miami yeah. Dolphins Stadium. That's what it was called. <laughs> Keep changing their name regular on that one. It used to be Sun Life, um, but of course, yes, it is this weekend. It's another AFC battle. It's the top of the East, so it's NFC East team number one. <laughs> and it's it's another it's another Sky game as well. So you, you'll need to turn turn down the the volume when you go to the <clears throat> when you go to the studio and you've got Neil Reynolds the the not-so-closet Dolphins fan going on about everything. So. Yeah, yeah. He flips and flops whether he's a Dolphins fan or not. But weirdly, he's not one when they're doing their best. There we go. Yeah. No, I know. Well, I, th- I think that was the case where just about anybody that worked on Sky. I mean, Nick, Nick Holling was exactly the same about the Steelers back in the... <laughs> You know the the early the early two thousands or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I miss old Nick. He was good. he was good fun. Yeah, he was he was very good, and I I've hung out with him as well. And he's you know he he really is a knowledgeable guy. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit weird where that one just ended. It just kind of went. <laughs> yep. But there we go. There we are. Um. But yes. Uh. So obviously. You guys at home, let us know uh, this question as well. It's always the first question of the show. It's a nice, easy one to break into. Um, so send in your comments, your quotes, your questions, everything you got about uh, this weekend's game. But give it to me straight, Lorne. What's your thoughts and feelings on this weekend's game? Bearing in mind, they're 10-4, and four, but is that really the case? Yeah. Again, this is an interesting one. I mean... Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, just the same way as I said last week that the the Bills were, you know, struggling, mm-hmm. um, you know, were <clears throat> a wounded animal and all that. The the Miami Dolphins are really wounded. The the offensive line has gone in a complete and utter state of flux in the last couple of weeks. They're bringing guys in off the street to almost start. Um, you know, <clears throat> I'm I'm waiting for a phone call to see if I'm getting called back across the states to come in and play as well for them um you you know and it can go one of two ways with you you've seen games obviously you've seen the 70 points that they put up on the denver broncos um you've seen them then go the following week and absolutely screw the pooch and lose by 17 mm-hmm. um you know they're, they're so up and down this season but you know they're still in contention, obviously, for the for the number one seed in the AFC 
you know, so that's what they're fighting for. So again, it should be it should be a really good match up this weekend. So yeah, I mean, like the, this is the thing is that at the start of the season and all the way really up to until about two weeks ago, I would say Dolphins a very scary team. Joe made a comment. He's he's concerned about this weekend's game. I understand, but obviously with what happened with the Bills last week, yeah, um, there's no way to sugarcoat what happened last week. I mean, that was just, it was it was crap. You know, you got to give um, credence to a couple of reasons behind it all, but I'm not here to make excuses for how that performance was last week. It was what it was. It is what it is. It's done. Um, but the Miami Dolphins from really up until about week eight or nine were this, they were, they were, they were a hot ticket. But all of a sudden in the last couple of weeks, that starting lineup and we will go through it. We'll do it offensively and defensively. Not often we have to do that, but we have to because the injuries for the Dolphins are piling up big time. Uh, in places as well, in major key places, um, you know, we're talking offensive line, wide receiver, running back, tight end, which is okay. It's not really a key position for Miami, but it just adds up to the problems. Over on the other side, we're talking pass rushes of uh, 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 of being lost. We've got linebacker, cornerback, safety. I mean, it is all going on for the Dolphins. We will go through it bit by bit as we go through it because uh, there yep. is so many that if we run through it now, it would just, it would just be a bit of a drone to listen to. <laughs> because <laughs> the list is massive. Um, and we'll go through not just the ones that are uh, questionable for this week. We'll go through ones that have fallen over in the last couple of weeks as well. And you, you will see how it all stacks up then. Uh, but let's start off with uh, the quarterback position. So we've got two quarterbacks right now who are... Okay, people are going <laughs> to put in the comments about this about Dak. But, it, okay, both quarterbacks are at the very top of their game, at the top of the league this season so far. Two yep. is in, in a really productive season. He's come on nicely. Dak is obviously in the running for MVP. You could argue two is two as well. Um, we'll get to one very important statistic, which is convenient for both Tua and Brock Purdy as well, which is raising its head this week. But let's go through both quarterbacks then, Lorne. Uh, give it to you straight. Who's the better quarterback this season? This season, again, I, I would give it to Dak Prescott, to be honest. Um, you know, again, and from the whole point of view of this, this offense is working for Dak, um, it, in general, it's working for Dak. Obviously, last week was an off week. Um, you know, it, career high, career high in percentage completions. Um, touch with the interceptions are down. The, you know, there's only been one fumble this year. The, um, you know, and he's this offense is is picking up the pace. Um, speed bump last week, but you yeah. know, generally. I, that cowboys don't play well in cold weather situations anyway. Thankfully, this weekend's a bit warmer. Um, and I mean, there were a few guys that had illnesses going into the 
it, going into the game last weekend, there was rumours as well that uh, there was a bit of food poisoning going around as well. So, um, but the you know they obviously they they didn't make a thing of it or anything like that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was supposedly one of the things. And if you if you saw, I don't know if you saw Amber Garcia did a um, video of her hotel room and it really looked horrible. That you know. The bed had hairs on it and everything like that that weren't mm. hers, um, you know. So you have to wonder about the hotels that they were staying in. So, um, but you know, again, this is a warm weather this week. Um, you know, the guys will be obviously licking their wounds a little bit. Obviously, know that you know they're in a stronger position actually as a result of this. Um, you know, the, the Eagles falling as well at, at the weekend. Yeah. They're in a stronger position. If the Eagles lose one more game, Cowboys can, still, Cowboys can still afford to lose either this week or next week against uh, Detroit, win the remaining two, and um, they're in uh, ahead, of, ahead of Philadelphia. Now, obviously, Philadelphia have got three... On paper, relatively easy games back to back with the the Giants separated with the Arizona Cardinals. So yes, uh, but you know the the Cowboys should be saying, look, we've got everything to play for still, um, to 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 claim the at least the number two spot, and then you're talking about at least two games that you're you've got a home home match as well. So um, and obviously. Cowboys do well in uh, at home at the moment. So <laughs> they're on. Well, it's the longest winning streak at the moment is uh, the Cowboys' home winning streak. Um, yeah. One of the questions I've asked, and we'll, we'll answer it in a moment, uh, is about the the home road splits. Why it's so? Why there's a big difference? We'll answer that in a sec because um, it is going to be in the mailbag. But we'll answer it now. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why not? Um, but yeah, I, I think of the two quarterbacks. Dak is better. The reason being is, as I mentioned, there's a one significant stat that Tua, uh, uh, and it's something Brock Purdy has as well, and that is yak yards. So I made a comment on Twitter many weeks ago about um, should you subtract yak yards from quarterbacks passing yards to find out the true who who is the passing leader because yak yeah. yards aren't a quarterback stat. Um, you know, much like people use Super Bowl rings as a quarterback start. I don't understand that one either. But there we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so uh, in the NFL, Miami lead the NFL uh, in yak yards. So you have to give some of what two is doing away, which is puts me back to Dak. Cowboys rank twelfth in yak yards. In 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 people wondering why I mentioned Brock Purdy, so. Uh, per pass attempt, the 49ers are first in average yak yards per attempt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. everything with both of the... And obviously, you got to remember that Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel is a protege of um, yes. Shanahan as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, Albeit he's taking it to the next level by getting track stars in and getting all this speed at every single position. Um, but essentially, it is the it's same. The same offense, yeah. The same offense that 49ers are used to playing as well, which, again, that's 
potentially another issue for us that, um, you know, we didn't do well against the 49ers at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, it, it is the added aspect of speed. But again, as, as we say, you know, you're potentially talking that um, Tyreek Hill might not even play this weekend. It's possible. Um, you know, A-Chain, uh, he might not be able to play this weekend. You might actually see a lot of Cedric Wilson this weekend if if Tyreek Hill's not playing. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it certainly is going to be an interesting uh, game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we may as well begin this process uh, of what we was talking about because uh, you, you, you've, you've jumped onto it already. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill is questionable. He has not participated um, in practice this week so far from what we know. We're still waiting for today's practice report, which if you're listening on a podcast um, later, later on or tomorrow or over the weekend, that's Thursday. So you probably know more by the time you listen to this on the podcast, on the audio version. Um, so Devon A-Chain is questionable with a toe injury. The weird one, which didn't pop up but has now, is uh, is Durham Smythe. Um, he's on the injury report. Bearing in mind, though, that's not huge for the Dolphins because the Dolphins don't really use their, their tight ends that way. Like... The Dolphins' tight ends have scored zero touchdowns this season, which is the fewest in the NFL for the tight end position. <laughs> but the, the more important one, and I mean, this is crazy as well, uh, is the offensive line. Yep. Whew, so this is where it really goes on. And I mean, they're literally starting guys off the street this week. It, things are that bad. Uh, so Eichenberg and Taron Armstead, the two tackles, they're questionable. We'll know a bit more. But the big one, Robert Hunt, he, I don't think he's going to play. That's huge. Uh, he plays offensive tackle as well. That's going to be a problem. Austin Jackson, who is this starting guard, <laughs> he's questionable play. He had an oblique injury last week, and it does not look like he is going to play at all. I, I just, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it. But to, to roll into other injuries, Connor Williams, Cowboys Connor Williams, that very same one, He's on injured reserve, so that puts a guard out. And Isaiah Wynn, who was their tackle, their starting offensive tackle, he went out all the way back in October with a quadricep injury. Yeah. So it, Connor Williams actually was playing centre for them as well. Cent- and was actually yeah, yeah, he, on, did, he, yeah. he was on the, he was on a Pro Bowl pace actually for the AFC as well. Um, you know, and then he's gone down so. Um, the last couple of weeks have been starting to back up and, you know, that's a whole another issue that, you know, as we've seen when we've had Hoffman in or whatever and you're trying to do the communication, um, it just makes it just makes it a lot harder for them. So um, this is this is where we need to attack this. But, you know, they can try and settle things down by taking a leaf out of Buffalo's um book and actually trying to run on us. Run the ball. Um, you know, if if you've got untested guards, the the easiest thing for you to do is just run the ball at them. Um yeah. you know, and it's it makes it a lot easier that, so that you're not having seven step drops, five step drops, third and long, that sort of thing, and you're not you're not needing uh, two to stand around in that pocket. Yeah. Um, you know, 
his his training that he's done in the off season um, to to sort of he, he's been doing sort of martial arts training to make sure that he he lands properly when he gets thrown to the ground, um, and uh, you know that seems to be helping him. He, you know, Touchwood again, he's not had any con- concussions this season, so um, you know they, they've kept him relatively healthy. But the the, the offensive line is where you need to attack. Uh, from our defense, you know, and yeah. straight up the middle. So straight you know, we need middle. you need to see Gallimore, Osa, Digizua set set up a little bit better this week. Um Mazzy Smith, you know, I actually I went back and I watched the game. Mazzy Mazzy Smith actually was not the reason why James uh, James much. Cook had two hundred and twenty two hundred and twenty one yards or whatever. <laughs> Did you read my defensive article? I did. I didn't actually. I, haven't well, got I, to that I said the exact very thing, mate. We're on the same page. But keep going. Keep going. Yeah, and and I mean, he, he you know, he obviously got the the sack where, um, yeah, first Josh, Josh Allen, yeah, where Josh Allen was ruled in the grasp, um, you know, and obviously got a raucous boo from the the Bills crowd because obviously Josh Allen had just well, it was tippy toe as to whether he got away from Mazzy or not. But I mean, the, the the one thing as well is that you know, Mazzy is never going to be. That's you not know, what he's there for. Yeah, and Jonathan yeah. Hankins has said it took him about four years to actually develop himself as a nose tackle in in this league. Nose tackle is, you know, it doesn't look like it's a hard position to play, but it is, really and especially physically demanding. Level, so, physically yeah, demanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, much has been made that Mazzy's actually lost about thirty pounds as well. He's down to he's down to round about three hundred pounds. Okay, that's uh, still maybe, fine. Maybe even yeah, but but I mean, if you think when we drafted him, he was about three three twenty eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's a uh, you know you were looking for him to to still be that runs that that big body space eater or whatever, but you're now down to a similar level as. Um, Gallimore and all that sort of stuff as well. So, um, but yeah. again, I think I think that was his first. Obviously, those were his first meaningful snaps um, to get under the belt. There's still this the same thing when he gets out of his when he gets out of his stance quickly. He's he's a force to to be reckoned with. Wait, he you know he'll play eight, nine, ten snaps. Be great getting out of the stance, and then he gets tired. He gets slower at the stands, and that's when it's literally anybody can push you away. If you're not, if you're not up, it very much is a case of getting your hands up, getting up and under, yeah, up and under, yeah, um, and then you can you control that line of scrimmage. If you don't get up and under, then you're the one that's getting controlled. So, um, and it is a technique thing. We know he's got the power and he's got the strength. We know it. And I think that comes down to his days at Michigan in college, you know, like playing in the Big Ten. He's physically dominated uh, there. You know, like we heard all the stories, yep. you know, draft time about how he was in the gym, et cetera. But he, he, because he's been able to physically dominate so easily in college that when he's got to the NFL, he's not been able to do that. It's like, oh, I actually need to know techniques. And you have seen with Mazzy as well, like you, you, from the when you look at Mazzy 
certainly early in the season. I was going to say during training, it was a little bit tricky there. But early in the season, you're, you've already seen a progression. You've seen certain little things. You know, like he was getting forklifted at the start of the season. The guy that size shouldn't be, shouldn't be have that done to him. But now he's understanding the idea of technique and getting low to the ground. And uh, there's certain little movements he's got to do with his hands to like not be a swinging door. Uh, and you, you've seen that. Uh, and it's good to have seen. And like you say, last week was his first game of real snaps. And I agree with you that the, the big issue with the, and, and I think, what the, the stigma of Mazzy comes from is we haven't seen much of him. Jonathan Hankins has been the guy there. He's held it down. The first game, and it's unlucky really, that Hankins goes and Mazzy has to take the start in nose tackle role is the game where they just get run on to like, you know, they, they, to oblivion. Yeah. So everyone immediately points to, well, this is what's changed. His job is to stop the run. Well, what's the problem? But when you go back and you look at it, like, I agree with you. He, he, yeah, all right, he made the sack, he made two pressures, he made one defensive stop, made two tackles. Great. But yeah. a nose tackle, everything that he does for a guy like that, a one-tack nose tackle, you know, when you're in those two positions, it's what they don't do on the stat. It's what they do that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. That is the most important. And you've seen that with him. The biggest problem with last week was the runs on the outside. And yeah. I, I wrote it down that there was 17 missed tackles last week, right? Marzi didn't miss a single tackle. Okay. Um, all the, so of the 17 missed tackles, six of those were from defensive ends or edge players. Yeah. Yeah, there's your problem. That's not my fault. And I think part of it as well is that you know you see, obviously the big penalties that we gave away last weekend as well. That that ticky tack call on Demarcus Lawrence when ah, Josh yeah, Allen yeah. flopped to the ground and tapped his head and all that sort of stuff. That that puts a, a moment of doubt in the in defenders as well, mm-hmm. um, and maybe make sure they try and get or they they hesitate make sure they try and get the better technique. And by that point in time, a, a back like James Cook can, you know, put, put his foot on the ground and, yeah, and he's gone. gone. Yeah. Um, you know, and if, if you actually saw the sort of scatter chart of where the runs were, everything was to the outside, oh, outside yeah. guards, ta- guards, tackles and out to the outside as well. And they mm-hmm. kept, they kept running a counter, a ca- counter tackle tray. Um, where the tackle come, the, the left tackle comes across and blocks down on the right hand side, and vice versa, you know. So, um, it it's things like that. You 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 think you've got a free run to the the ball carrier, and then not, at the last second you get sideswiped by the tackle coming down. Um, <laughs> you, you know that that's part of that's awareness, but you know we haven't been in a position where we've had teams run on us, and that's part partly because. The the similarity between the Dolphins and the Cowboys is both of these offenses like to get the the scoreboard up first of all, and then the defenses can you know you're in a position where the offense don't run the ball because mm-hmm. they're trying they're trying to pass to get back into the game, and yeah. then that plays to the, both defenses where sacks come in, pressures come in, and all that sort of stuff. So 
Um, this is this is where it's going to be won and lost this weekend. Yeah, it, it is. I I've said it that this is a race to twenty basically. So whoever gets there first controls the game. Um, because you're you're quite right in how they play possession football. They're more, I would say, indifference to the Bills. This is a more. It sounds weird when Tyreek Hill has had such a big season and two is having a big one too. But they are a more traditional running team like the 49ers. What the Cowboys defense really struggles with, what, what's their kryptonite, is any team that has a capable running back tied with a mobile quarterback that can get out and rush uh, and yeah. scramble. So that's the Bills. The Bills do that, and boom, that's what you get. It's completely true, apart from with the 49ers. So the 49ers are slightly different, but the 49ers have a little bit, they, although they're more of a t- traditional running team, they also have positionless football, if you get what I mean. Like, there's a lot of positionless yeah. players there. So that, that kind of muddies the water. But this is the type of team, though, because people have complained about the lack of a, of a, a, a big run stopper in the in the box in at the linebacker position. Because we do have the lighter hybrid guys, you know, Marquis Bell and Demon Clark. Yeah. And, you know, you could even go as far to say Donovan Wilson as well. But the good news is, is this week they got Raheem Mostert and possibly Devon Aching, uh, who are uh, so Aching, pure burst, can like get to getting from first to his fifth year so quickly, like that yeah. guy is just acceleration crazy, and that's why he was so successful as a running back in the SEC. Yeah, uh, Raheem Mostert, <laughs> believe it or not, is nearly thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild, but his speed is phenomenal. Like, you know, they've clocked him at like 22.2 miles an hour on some of these runs. It's insane speed this guy's got. And this is a guy, an older guy, uh, coming in the league, leading the league in rushing. But the point being is that for guys like Marquis Bell and Damone Clark, and even, you know, you're going to have to use the cornerbacks to come in, down and help to cover in the run game as well. But when you look at like our guys who are more shiftier and quicker, uh, the lateral speed is faster too than it would be for a traditional off-ball linebacker, which people keep saying Michael Parsons needs to do. This is the type of game where this comes into our favour, where it helps having the lighter hybrid type guys to cover. So I think in terms of what we had last week in comparison to this week, it, it is completely different. You know, you're looking at orange and apples, as they always say. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the the one thing as well with the Bills as well, they were get they were constantly getting the guards, tackles, whatever, onto the second level, and taking taking on our our light linebackers. And we don't, uh, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch, you know, if he'd been able to play, then perhaps he would have been better suited for this game mm-hmm. uh, against the Bills. Um, you know, any and every every team that we've lost to this season. Um, the the Cardinals, the 49ers, um, to an to an extent the the Eagles as well when we were playing at their ground as well, mm-hmm. you know, it was they managed to get guys onto our linebackers and that allowed them to salt the game away by just running the ball five six seven yards at a time and you weren't having this you know third and long as as I say and pure passing situations. So, 
um, it, it was keeping the defence on its toes. Um, yeah. Miami, obviously, we don't know what this offensive line is going to be like. The the communication won't be there for a start. Yeah. Um, so that That's should benefit. That's that, that should benefit you. Um, but you know, if if these guys get onto our linebackers, then yes, that's that's where the failing could be. Well, you you think right, and this is one thing that popped into my head straight away as soon as I was thinking Miami's Dolphins running game, offensive line diminished. We've got guys coming off the street to come and play offensive line for them. Um, when you think of how. Maybe not last year, but certainly this year you've seen it. There's a lot of zone blocking scheme there. You know, there's a lot of zone on the off the offensive line. Now all of a sudden you've got to change all these moving parts, right? You know yourself what, what it's like here yep. when, when that happens. You can't use a zone blocking scheme when these guys have not played together. It's impossible. Like it's not impossible, <laughs> but you know, like to try and, and, and tack this in. In the space of a week, I mean, like you'd have to be doing it day and night to try and get any decent resemblance of what you've had before. So that means you're going to have to go down to gap power. And we've just saying now about the type of running backs most it and chain are a chain. Sorry, yep. <laughs> my fault. It's, it's me being slang with Aggies players, but when you've got those type of players, you, you know as well as I do that. They're not looking for these gap power. They they want a they want the zone ahead of them because it's it's creating extra options and running lanes for them to move through. Plus, it's getting guys into the second level. Without it, I just think that they're going to be less effective this week, tied in with the type of linebackers that can come in and help get to the running back um, before they get cleared out. And yeah. I, I think that's huge. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But on the opposite side, you know, we, we've got Zach Martin. He gave us a bit of a scare last week, to say the least. Bearing in mind, TJ Bass did not play badly, right? And, and yeah. I would give it to Bass. That I think he's going to be this type of player for his career. Tell me if you if you think he's going to be much more, though. And let's know at home if we do. But I think TJ Bass has come in on a number of times this season to help cover when things have gone wrong, when we've had injuries. And every time he has, it's not been perfect, but it's not, he's not been the reason the offensive line has failed. He's basically, if he was to say, was it a pass or a fail? You're like, yeah, no, that's a pass. What he's done is perfectly fine. I don't know what you think on, on Bass, but I think his career is going to be this guy, certainly while he's at Dallas, he's going to be this guy that is the swing guard, perhaps. He comes in for those two weeks or for a half or for a few plays and just keeps things solid. Like, you, you yeah. don't have to worry about missing a beat. I mean, the, the of recent years, the, the guy that you want to compare him to is Jumbo Joe Looney. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, who was capable of being a starter, um, obviously did start during the, the COVID year and what have you. But then, mm-hmm. you know, Prior to that, two or three years, of, you know, oh, Zach Martin's down for a bit, Lyle Collins is down for a bit, play him at left guard, whatever, you know, and, and mix it all up. Yeah. Um, and and as you say, Bass is only an, und- he's an undrafted rookie free agent this year. Give him 
a year, an off season with Duke Manyweather, whoever he chooses to go with. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. most most Cowboys offensive linemen use Duke, and it, it's easy. And to we endorse Duke. We endorse Duke. We endorse yeah. him. <laughs> he's, he's, only, he's only 150 yards down the road from <laughs> from the star, and yeah. he he does a very. He lives, good in, he lives in Dallas. I think he's got a house in Dallas. Well, yeah, but I mean, the the training facility they use is Baylor Scott and White, which is literally down the road. Um, and obviously, you got you know he does a good beer with the Hop and Sting yeah. Brewery Company as well. So. We, we we tried it as well. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so so yeah, Bass is only going to get better. Um, you know, the, the the play that we've had out of him this season as an undrafted rookie free agent, and you know even. Chuma Adoga, um, everybody that's been called on this Chuma year has be been has, has been serviceable. Asim Richards, when he's been in, has, has you know generally has been a pass pass mark as well. You probably, I mean, okay, yeah, I'll obviously, co- co- coaches would probably rip him a little bit for you, you know certain know little what, techniques, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but generally, I mean, you you can say what you want about this draft class. Obviously, it's incomplete at the moment because you've overshone's been injured since preseason and what have you but um lower down the rankings you're certainly getting stuff out of your your undrafted free agents your your fifth sixth round picks and all that sort of thing so yeah i mean so let, let's move on to the wide receiver side and we, and we will do it on we'll do it both ways right so we'll start with the yeah. cowboy side right cd lamb scores the rushing touchdown last week I mean, it was a tough game, tough environment to try and get any production. You know, I get you, you can understand why they were trying to get, go pass heavy because they fell behind um, mm. and the defense failed to clog, which we will talk about as well. Um, so this weekend, you've got CD Lamb playing on the outside. We don't know who's defending him right now. No. So no. you've got Zavin Howard, who's questionable to play. His backup, who is rookie Cam Smith, who the, the Dolphins tech took with their second round pick, which was their first pick of the draft because they, they traded. So um, he's questionable to play. Yep. <laughs> so now you're just wondering who's going to be defending him. On the other side, I mean, this is a, a perfect game for Brandon Cook to go off. They've got safeties falling out. Everywhere as well. I mean, I'll go. For, let me try and find this now, and I'll tell you that their safeties. I mean, I don't know who they have got playing at safety this week because it's just as bad. So yeah, uh, the Sean Elliott's in concussion, concussion protocol. Um, so yeah. that's a big question mark. The free safety Javon Holland as well is questionable. He's been limited in practice this week. Um, can't remember. I think he's he's got he's got a knee injury. He's got knee injury. injury. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you've got you've got four four defensive backs. Uh, two of them safeties, two of them cornerbacks, and then the one cornerback they do have, who's still able to play, is really hit or miss. So I mean, we we we've got an opportunity. I think certainly. Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to argue that both safeties miss time, this could be a big game for Jake Ferguson too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Jalen Jalen Ramsey is a fairly serviceable corner. He 
supposedly, as far as I can see, he's not on the on the injury list at the yeah. moment. You know, um, he would obviously probably step up and take on C.D. Lamb if if Xavier Howard's not able to go. Yeah. Um, but as you say, that then makes it easier for um, Cooks or you know whoever's whoever's starting opposite there. And as you say, I mean. Jake, Jake Ferguson's the second receiver on our team at the moment in terms yeah. of receptions and yards and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I, again, that seems to play into our hands as well. Uh, on on paper against this defense, it it looks like it 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 should be an easy one for us. Um, my slight concern is this is a Vic, Fang- a Vic Fangio defense, and you know he has had the Cowboys number in a couple of matches in in previous. You know yeah. we've, you know, um, you, you talk about set setting the blueprint and everything like that, and he he was one of the first ones to do it, where, you know, just basically drop in his own, make it hard for Dak to find the receivers. That's um, where they've struggled with that. Is is it's the the cover two and the cover three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that seems to be where Dak ends up struggling. And I think because there's people aren't respecting the Cowboys' run blocking, they're not worried about the run game, so they are dropping. They they they're dropping a lot. And you go back, and I know the Bills is a bad example to use because of how the game script went. But you can see how. Uh, the cover two and the cover three gives Dak trouble. It just gives him, it's like as if, a mental block isn't the right word to use, but like as if the time, you know, like where Dak, where Dak weirdly thrives is when it's it's base defense and they're coming at him and it's, it, yeah. you know, and their pressure, the pressure's in his face, the blitz is coming and Dak is just, he's on, he's on fire when they do that. But like defenses, I think of, or defensive coordinators have caught on to that idea and that fact and gone, just play cover two. You'll yep. be fine, you know? Um, but let's go the other way. Uh, so we've got, um, I mean, so far it's looking like, apart from Malik Hooker, we still got a question mark there whether he'll play. I think he will. Uh, it doesn't he's, sound like he, He's been upgraded to limited in practice today, so... Okay. Um so he is trending back towards it. And I mean, the the positive sign was that yesterday he was working on the cords with Britt Brown and all that. That yeah. normally means that they're, you know, at least working towards poten- potential playing this week. If not, they'll be back for Detroit. Um, so, you know, he, he's almost he's almost ready to come back. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, so we've got Tyreek Hill, who's much the same. He hasn't practiced this week, so that's a question mark. But they do have Jalen Waddle, um, who played the wide receiver role last week, goes over 100 yards receiving, scores a touchdown. Um, big player, a you know, fantastic player. Uh, I think it was, yeah, they got Braxton Berrios, and as you say, they've got um, our old Cedric pal Will- Ced- Cedric yeah. Wilson over there. Yeah. Who, um, who, who last week had two catches for three yards? Sorry, two catches for two yards and a long of three. So, yeah. <laughs> I always said it that he, one. 
he let he left Dallas in the offseason. Didn't leave, never got re-signed. Goes to Miami, has a huge contract, and then they get these players coming in. And I was like, there we are. Then Cedric Wilson has just become one of the most expensive wide receiver fours in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. and, and lucky for him. Um, but when you stop and you look at it, if Durham Smythe doesn't play this weekend, they're now resorting down to their backup tight end, which pretty much puts the position completely out because they, the, the Dolphins don't target the tight end position that much at all. It's a very, and the reason is, is because they've got the running backs and the wide receivers with the likes of Tyreek Hill. So now you've got the cornerbacks and the safety unit really only having to take care of, if you like, uh, Jalen Waddle, which I think Waddle is the type of guy Deron Bland is is actually extremely capable of covering. It's that type of receiver. Like the ones that he struggles with would be like, a good example would be C.D. Lamb. But it's the physical, bigger bodied wide receivers that can get physical with him at, at the route stem. That's the type of guy Bland struggles with. But the type of guys he's good at the, the taller, the jump ball specialist, the guys who can run good routes. Those guys, Bland is, is very capable of covering. So I think you do that and you keep things in check with Waddle. You can really constrict what the Dolphins do on offense. But give me your thought. What do you think is the best way to defend this, this receiving unit, if you like, uh, for Miami? I, th- I think we need to make sure that we, obviously, especially if Tyreek Hill's playing, you need to get good safety play this week. Um, mm-hmm. We point. need to make sure that they're in, you know, they're 20, even if it's 20 yards back, you know, deep deep safety cover or whatever. Um, fair enough, let them make the catch in, in, in the middle of the zone, in the seam or whatever, but you, yeah. you make sure you're there, you're ready to limit the yards after catch as we talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, and and have your have your defensive cornerbacks up press coverage or give them that bumps. Don't let them go from zero to sixty in in two seconds. Get them get them a bump at the line. Do it legally and everything like that. Don't get don't get flagged for pass interference or whatever. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, make make sure that you know it, it's hard for them to get off the line. Um, and that 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 just slows them down a bit as well. But equally, as I say, you know, the, the way to attack the offense is is attack that particularly the interior of their offensive line is get get two of the pressure, get him there scrambling about and trying to bam, uh, you know try and bamboozle bamboozle him that way as well. So I was hoping yeah. you would go there. I was like, come on, please go there, Lord. And you went there. Yeah, <laughs> to to beat them is is at the source. Is go straight yeah. at them. Offensive line diminished this week. You know, use it. Use a big one too. Is Tua uh, is has thrown ten interceptions this year. That's the third most in the NFL. So when you yeah. you're going up against the Cowboys that rank so high in interceptions, and use one, and I haven't done it in my reasons to be positive, is use a crazy one. Is the Dallas Cowboys rank first in defensive touchdowns in the NFL? Dolphins rank first in opposing teams scoring the most defenses touchdowns against them. That, that, so you, you're saying Deron Bland's going to get number six this week? <laughs> yeah. 
so I'm, I mean, I'm seven just, and eight and nine as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So statistically, you know, you've got the best team that scores the most defense against the team that has given up the most defensive touchdowns in the NFL. So it's it's it, they're, they're both right. The side. Not saying that that that's how they win. <laughs> that that's how they win or whatever. But it, it's just an interesting statistic. You know, I always like the my little reason. It stirs up a lot of controversy. My reasons to be positive, but yeah. yeah. All right, so be it. So, um, yeah, the, the, the pass rush, I think, is going to be important. We will discuss it a little bit now. But the big one I wanted to talk about on the defensive line is, I don't know if you've seen it, but on running plays, teams have caught on to the idea of using the Dan Quinn system against him. So the ball is always flowing away from Micah on running plays. And if I'm Dan Quinn and I'm using this, I set the trap on that. I don't know yeah. what you think. No, I, I, I'd agree that, you know, that Dan Quinn needs to come up with schemes that, you know, if they are going to work to take away Micah Parsons, you're, you're ready for everything else. <coughs> mm. um, and you do see it. I mean, nine times out of ten, Micah Parsons is having to trail the play take away any cutback lanes or anything like that. But, um, you know, it, invariably the, the play is being run away from him. And mm-hmm. that's that plays into the hands because normally Demarcus Lawrence is on the opposite side anyway. And Demarcus Lawrence has been having a stellar season get, getting up okay. and make, make, making the tackles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think that, you know, that didn't, that didn't work out too well last week, but again this week it should be, should be better this week. Yeah, um, I, I think. Go on, go on, go on. Well, I, I again not wanting to harp on at it, but the fact that this offensive line for Miami is relatively untested, and you know, you know they're they're not battle tested together. Uh, the communication's not going to be there. Everything should be in Dallas's favor as well it, as long as we turn up and we want to play this game yeah um, that, 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 that's the big one yeah um but yeah i i think this is a game where i think because people are, are asking the comment about what do we do to help with the run game you're not gonna really yeah okay it's gonna be needed this weekend but i think the way you stop the miami running game comes down to your defensive backs coming down to help um in terms of like down at the line this is more of a game for a guy like michael parsons to get his sacks in it's certainly a game for the rest of them as well because you know micah gets so much attention thrown to him so i think you do this against like you say a diminished offensive line that's untested you know it hasn't played together there's a lot of line changes even still you know if there are guys that do end up playing, they haven't practiced this week. So there's going to be some of that going on with the team. So I think that's going to be really important is to get down into them, down in the trenches. Make this the place where you win. You do that, it's like a traffic cone. Everything filters from there. So that's the big one. And get to Tua. Tua's got some good mobility. I will say that. But he's got mobility... Because he's only on 55 rushing yards for the year, which I was surprised about. I thought it would have been higher. Uh, Dak, for um, just for context, is over 200 yards rushing. So, two is more of a guy that rushes to escape pressure. 
rather than get first downs. Yeah. I, I, again, I think the whole thing this year with Tua is that, you know, they're, they're wanting to make sure he doesn't get the concussions. Yeah. So they've not been having him run. The, 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 and I mean, I think there's a stat. I think he's the the number one rated quarterback in terms of the the speed at which he gets the ball out. There's something like you know he's one of the quickest releases. It's it's something that's gone within two point time to seconds. throw is it time time to throw is it's something like two point three seconds I think. Um, so the, the 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 Dolphins and and again that's the whole style of the offense is that you know. Get the, get the short to medium passes, mm. use the receivers to get the yak yards and all that. Yeah. And and because, you know, you've got Tyreek Hill, who's averaging 150 yards a game at the moment, potentially staking st- a claim for the MVP. If he, if he manages to p- play and get these 450 yards, I think it is for the, the last three games, he'll go over 2,000 yards receiving and that that state. That's enough, play. yeah. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter what a quarterback does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's it. I think Miami have, haven't given up many sacks because of the the fact that Tua is getting the ball out so quickly, mm-hmm. um, and I think the pressure rate's only something like twenty six percent as well. So, he, he's got one of the lowest pressure rates as well in the in the league. Um, Interesting. So. Um, that that that's all sort of working out for them. But again, this week, you know, this offensive line, you get them into you get them into passing situations where they need five, six, seven yards, and that that is going to play into our hands. And as long as you're not doing anything stupid like doing zero blitzes or whatever, and, and leaving everybody one on one, then. You know that would be that would be stupid in my idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't. You, I you've got to make sure you got it. You've got the the, the backfield uh, covered as well. So. Yeah, that they, I could never seem to do zero. Not this type of team. That's not the way no. to go. That's just a, a complete uh, recipe for disaster. But let's get into this. If you're watching live or you're watching um, after the show's gone live uh, tomorrow or over the weekend, put your comments in on this one. It's the big question yes final score predictions for this weekend so i've handed mine in so i'll let you have a think on this uh put your comments in as well what you think the final score will be i've said the cowboys win 27 21 wait i got that wrong (laughs) i will tell you what i said i said the score would be 27 20 there we go i wasn't that far (laughs) oh there we go a point Thanks one, Mike. Yep. 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 So I'm I'm gonna say it's Cowboys thirty-three Dolphin, Dolphins twenty-seven. I think Ooh. I think it is it, it, you know, again, I'm sort of saying it's a it's a one score game. Mm-hmm. Um I, again we're going into this game where we're one point underdogs, which suggests normally if you consider that the home team gets a three point head start, uh, to only be one point underdogs suggests that you know, things are tipping in our favour. Um, so again, that's why I, I do think it is going to be a close game. So I see yeah, Joe jo, jo for Joe for all that he said he was really <laughs> concerned about this game. He's gone for another forty. Forty. He's gone forty, but yeah, um, nearly uh, over twenty points. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does not matter. This is a man who enjoys a blowout. And here we go. Liz is coming in. 
with okay, yeah, you know, two point score, you know, two point. Yeah, win. and I think I'd... Craig Craig had jumped in earlier and said thirty eight twenty eight to uh, oh. Cowboys as well, and that Lamb has a career day. So yeah, so both, hope, both hope teams, true. both teams are averaging thirty one points per game. Um, and I think the defense is allowing, I think the Cowboys 18 and the Dolphins like 17. So it's a very close contest yeah. in that respect. Yeah. Uh, but as I say, put into the comments, live or not live, it's up to you. Uh, we do read them. So put in what you feel the final score of the game will be. But let's get into this then, Lord. Final segment Fantasy Lounge. Yep. I, yeah. I reckon I took an absolute hammer in last week. So You did take a hammer in, yeah. You only got four <laughs> right, but that's okay. Um, so here it is, scores on the doors. Uh, Paul at 55 with nine bonus points. Jamie, 67 with six. Oh, there you are, look. You've gone down. You've gone down. Not by yep. much, though. Uh, but 11 bonus points. Brian with his one. So there we go. Uh, Graham at the moment is leading the back. Lead in the back, new lead to the back, leaders lead in the back. But there we go. All right, let's do this. So play along at home, uh, live or after the show, or if you just want to send us comments on the podcast on Spotify, we've been getting them as well. Just put the player's name higher, lower, or push if you think it's going to be a point either way. Uh, and just let us know how you feel the that the players are going to perform this weekend. So here we go. So Dak Prescott, 19 fantasy points. Hmm. That, that does seem low this week as well. I mean, by all accounts, the weather forecast is in our favour as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going higher on that one. I, th- I think he bounces back. He, he, re- he reinstates himself in the conversation for MVP. Do you know what I think? Does Dak a service this weekend? Rush, rushing. I think yeah. he gets a couple of first downs, but I think he actually runs in a touchdown from the five-yard line, to be specific, in the second quarter with seven minutes and 14 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> I added the last bit in there just on the fly. But if, that, if, very... that happen, if that happens, I want to know where you're, you've parked the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate, if that happens, I'm buying like a bunch of lottery tickets. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going on that big bird over to Vegas. So, yeah, so 19 fantasy points, and you say, okay, that's fine. Tony Pollard, 13 fantasy points last week. That he did not reach his target at all. Yeah, for reason. Um, I'm ever so slightly lower on that. I think you know. No, actually, I'm going to go ever so slightly higher on that. I think, you know, we'll see catches out of the backfield. We'll see um, maybe 70 yards as well on the ground, I think. So um, I I think once the the Cowboys have managed to to score at the beginning, and God God knows I hope they take the ball straight away. Um, If they win the coin toss, don't defer this week. Take the ball. And put the, put the pressure straight away onto that Dolphins defense. Um, yeah. Just so you know, Malik Hooker practiced earlier today. Did you say that? Yeah, I said he was upgraded to yeah, limited. Yeah, yep. yeah, sorry. Zach Martin and Tyron Smith did not participate today. Yeah. 
Um, but sorry, I, I, ha- I have question. I have questions as to whether Zach Martin's going to be good to go because um, obviously he's saying he's ready to go. Jerry's saying, nah, let's hold the brakes a little bit." And but it's a whole sort of thing about you know, if you're not a hundred percent in your quad, then you're not you're not your core strength isn't strong. So um, yeah. you you maybe want to be looking at. Um, Starting bass or whatever. So, yeah. All right then. Uh, CD Lamb, nineteen fantasy points. Um, this Miami defense hasn't played badly, but I think they're playing off the premise of uh, all all the defensive packs and pass rushers uh, being out of this game. Yep. Let let let's go push on that one. I think you know. I think there will be. Some focus, you know, Jalen Ramsey or whatever will maybe try and shut him down. But um, I think Lamb will still get his touches. He'll still, you know, take take runs out of the backfield as well. Um, you know, much like we saw last week as well. So, um, yeah, well, I'll I'll take the push on that one. I think. All right, Jake Ferguson, double digit fantasy points for the first time this season. 10.1 fantasy points. He scored more than that last weekend and he didn't score a touchdown. Yep. I, I, again, I've Safety's I've, out. I've, say, yeah, safety's out. Middle of the field. You know, he's actually stretched in the defense now as well, in the middle of mm-hmm. the field as well. So um, I'll go higher on that one. Oh, I forgot to say as well, they've got a linebacker out as well. So, yeah, yep. I. Yeah, one of their starting linebackers, and they're all so it means they've only got. I think they play this weekend. You're looking at uh, David Long playing linebacker for them, and oh, I forget the other guy's name. Um, I've got it on the tip of my tongue. It's quite a funky name too. I quite like it. So they've oh, got uh, Duke Riley. Duke Riley. There uh, we go. Andrew Van Ginkle, and of course they've got Bradley Chubb as well. Yeah, so. Ginkle's going to be there more on the edge, though. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so you've gone higher on Jake Ferguson. I agree. higher on Ferguson. Yeah, yep. <laughs> definitely. Defense six point one fantasy points. They didn't reach their threshold last week. They were on zero. Yeah. Um, all depends on whether. I think it all depends on whether. Uh, Tyreek Hill's playing or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he is playing, I think we will have troubles. Um, I'll, I'll go push on that one. I don't feel Tyreek Hill will play. Going off like coaches' comments this week that they'd like, there's things like, oh, we're, we're just testing the cylinders or something yeah. like that. We're just we 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 making sure all the cylinders are firing or something like that. They said, I was just kind of like straight away, you're like there you go. That's not a good comment. Like most coaches will, you know, if you ever hear anything negative or, or non-positive about a player, then you're just like, Ugh. you know, it's all this. Um, usually, you get, oh yeah, he's in the great shape. We've seen him in so far. Then you just kind of like, oh, there we go. It's a non-comment yeah. then. But there we go. Okay, so on to the other side, Dolphins. So I find this one a bit surprising. Tua, sixteen point four fantasy points. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing the reason that they've done that 
is the turnovers. It's the fumbles, which he leads the NFL in. He leads the NFL in fumbles, fumbles lost. And he's third in interceptions. So are they saying he's going to have a big game, but he's going to lose the ball and turn the ball over quite a lot? Yeah. uh, That's all I can think. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that's where where they're probably coming from is that because... uh, and and again, yes, it might be a case that um, you know if Tyreek Hill's not playing as as you suggest, that's possible. Then you know, and you've got your tight end down. You've got um, new, numerous injuries. Oh, yeah. yeah, offensively, I think yeah, I'm going to go lower on that one actually. Oh, lonely, <laughs> lonely. I, I think you know if we're talking about. As we mentioned earlier about defensive touchdowns, the Cowboys have the most. Dolphins have given away the most. Are they saying, you know, like a pick six going against him? Maybe. Yep. So, yeah, there's that factor. All right, then, over to running back, Raheem Moster. And I'm surprised with this one, too. 12.1 fantasy points. He leads the NFL in rush yards, rushing touchdowns. And he's second, only behind Christian McCaffrey in first downs from a running back position. Yeah. Um on the ba- on the basis again where we've talked about the offensive line, I there think you go. you're go- you're gonna be run heavy as, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um I think yeah, let's I'll go higher on that one. Yeah, you know, I think it's a tricky one. It's tricky. It's very tricky. But, all right, Tyreek Hill, if he plays. If not, we'll put these points over to what Jalen Waddle, wide receiver one, yep. if you like. So, 19.9 fantasy points. So, when I look at Tyreek Hill's points there, and you look at how low Tua's is, for me, they're, they're, they're predicting a turnover. That's, that, yep. that's speaking it to me, of, of what, what they're predicting. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree on that one. Um Tyreek Hill, if he plays... Jalen Waddle, you know, 140-something yards, 44 yards, I think he had last week in touchdown. Yeah, so that would have been about, what, five or six receptions as well. So that's 19 points. Um, Yeah, I'll take a push on that one, actually. It's wide receiver one, is what we're doing. And we're going to do the same as well, yeah. With the tight end position, because there's question marks there. I don't know how, what, what you do with this, mind, but Durham Smythe, uh, 3.7 fantasy points. He, he literally does not get... They don't target it very much at all, as you can see. Again, that's that's within scope, probably. You know, a couple of receptions and 10 yards or so. A first down. Uh, yep. Um, I'll go slightly higher on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit awkward uh, on that because you, you, especially since Spike is questionable to play, um, so you kind of just like saying, "Well, that's going to be the backup tight end who they're going to trust even less." Um, complete nightmare on the offense side for them all. But all right, Miami Dolphins defense six fantasy points. They get a lot of sacks. Um, 
they, I believe, lead the NFL in sacks. They do create turnovers too. I think yeah. they're on the same amount of defensive turnovers as the Cowboys. Yeah. Um... But they're missing pieces. Bearing in mind as well, two of their starting defensive ends or pass rushers are on injured reserve. Yep. Again, because I've got the Cowboys going over 30 points, um, mm-hmm. that that automatically drops them down to zero points, I think. Um, a couple of sacks, four points. I'm going ever so... S- I'm going to push on that one, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There you are. You're locked in, mate. You're locked in. That is you. Done. But either way, just keep thinking of those juicy fantasy points. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, bonus bonus <laughs> points. Bonus points. Bonus points. So uh, we, and we'll keep that going for next year because it worked out quite well. It actually helps yeah. me with uh, with the calculations as well. <laughs> Allow <laughs> me writing it a list down and trying to keep a book for an entire year. You know, and you when you've got two kids, those kids like to draw on everything. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Been there, done so, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes, that is this week's show. This week so um we will obviously still be around over the weekend. Um, so you can still talk to us. The guys will be back. So the Tuesday show will be boxing day. Um, we'll let you know on that. I think they'll probably go ahead. Um, yep. it depends what everybody's doing and how inebriated they are. Um, <laughs> but we'll keep keep you keep you on the loop on that one. But for now, we'll do this, and then we'll get to the end and close the show. But hit me with it, Mister Lawn. Okay, so if you're planning on going to a Cowboys game either next weekend or next season, make sure you book up a Cowboys experience for the ultimate. Meet and greets, game tickets, stadium tours, tours of the star. Get to meet lots of players. I mean, when we were there, it was it was Drew Pearson, it was Wanley Thomas, Sam Williams, um, Tyler Smith was there as well. Mm-hmm. Kenny Gant was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the the US uh, USA cheerleaders, the uh, Texas section. Um, you know, and every, you've got DJ Black uh, DJ Blackbeard as well. Yeah. Um, and if if DJ Kai's around as well, you've got you've got them as well. Um, and Barry will look after you, work with you for your your um, arrival and departure times, try and fit everything in for you. Um, and if you do book with them, make sure you use the promo code UK Cowboys, and you'll get some free stuff as well. And we're not just talking about any bag; you get lots of good stuff in it. He will give you the best discount if you just say the word. All you've got to do, you just say we sent you. That's all you've got to do. That's the only thing. And then you get that tick in the box. But as we say, that is it for this weekend's show. Um, it is, of course, the Christmas show as well. Yep. I should have put the graphics on to begin with, but it doesn't matter. We'll use them next year. Enjoy Christmas. Uh, if Because we, we won't see you until afterwards. Stay safe. Yep. And to get you lots of lovely cowboy stuff, and we'll see you on the other side, guys. And as always, I start the show with the first word. So this dude gets the final word. See you on the other side, guys. Have a have a good week. Have a good Christmas. Hope you get lots of stuff under the tree. Hope Santa brings a win for Danny, uh, uh, Tommy DeVito, and um, you know we we can toast uh, having the driving seat for the division. <laughs> <laughs>